Hi, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. I wasn't feeling good about this one until I, we drove by, uh, I drove by Clubhouse and someone had changed the sign to just say boner on the, uh, on the thing. And I was like, this is going to be a good day. This will be, this will be all right. Excited here. We got uh, we got the OG of strongmen, and by OG I mean old geriatric <laughs> Chris McDowell. Devin spent all week studying. What that <laughs> Looking up what, what two what days can, just to pronounce what can it. What OG yeah, stand for? It's gonna be like uh, between two ferns or between two ferns for him. He's gonna sit here and just be like um, between two mouth breathers. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah I, yeah. This is I don't know what kind of show you guys got me on, but I'm gonna lord over you this whole podcast. Oh shit! Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of body heat back here. So it's been two two weeks. What's been popping in the last two weeks for you boys? Oh. is for dream stuff for me. Oh yeah. Okay. My my hips. Yeah. <laughs> it's world. Has you guys been following World's Strongest Man at all? Yeah, right Mitchell now? Hooper should take the win any minute now. Yeah, the first Canadian to ever win World's Strongest Man. Wow. Um, it was five and a half too points. Too bad that's him, but you know whatever. Yeah. It would have been a lot cooler if it was Max, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Five and a half points. Still up cool right now. though. Like. Yeah, it's great. He's just a guy. He just he's sort of divisive. He's sort of like a. He's a he's like a new he's like a new um, era of strongman where he's really really good at it and doesn't really give a fuck about it, which is going to be, be probably become more common now that it's become yeah. a more popular sport where it's like he he says it all the time he's like strongman is my catalyst to my next thing like he's he's like um uh, athletic therapist or something but that's like his this is a means of getting business to his athletic therapy thing. Which like rubs a lot of people the wrong way, especially in the sport where it's guys that are like the only reason that you ever got involved with the sport before was like a passion project because you love to do it. Yeah, yeah. So now to have somebody else be like, "Well, I don't really care. I'm, I'm here to make some money and get out of here," it's like, "Oh, that's that sounds really fucked up at first blush." But I mean, it's and be, a guy it's that's gifted, normal now. yeah, it's, and he's yeah. so good that you want yeah. you want to believe that everybody who's that good dedicates their entire fucking life to this thing. Yeah, and now it's kind of like, no, you can just come in and be really talented, and then you can make your way out and. Be the world's strongest man for a year, and then maybe he's not even here five years from now. You know, world's strongest physio. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's definitely somebody's Instagram handle right now. For, for sure, sure. That's definitely out guaranteed. Um, but yeah, it's a weird like for all the Canadian guys who didn't win it. It's weird that this is like you know the the Hugo Gerards and the the JF Carons and Maxes and stuff. It's just like John Wade. John Wade's the <laughs> yeah the Dom Leontises. There's so many guys that could have been that. the first. Someone's gonna get an Instagram message for that one. <laughs> Um, so what's been going on with Deadlift for Dreams? Uh, just trying to get people signed up, trying to line up sponsors. Yeah. Um, we opened it two months earlier this year than we typically have. Just trying to get the ball rolling a bit quicker. Yeah. And uh, it's always like good response the day of, and then it, it slows down a little bit, and then yeah. we start putting the emails out, uh, you know, fundraising, coaching, and, and reminders, and it goes in waves. Yeah. But it, it's good. We got a, We got a good start. Uh, we have a seven-year-old competing this year. Wow! Very oh, excited about that. From Winnipeg, here? seven seven to seventy over here. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. I didn't know McDowell grandkids. You haven't said anything in a while. I have to fucking pull you in some in some way. I'm just waiting. It's okay. It's all right. I'm just waiting for a good old. I like Tyler. I like Tyler. I don't know, like unlike yeah. you two fucking guys. <laughs> so why you put me next to him? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay. Well, well let's. Uh, Let's open up with a question, maybe or something, so we can get the ball rolling a little bit, and then we'll see. Well, I got a couple different ones. You know what? I got one that <laughs> I really. What if we let our guest talk for a minute? 
Let's get into that a little bit. Let's do an introduction on who we got here anyways. So we have Christopher McDole. Most hated guy. Yeah, the previous owner of McDole's gym, or co-owner of... With along with our McDole Performance Systems, then McDole's Gym, and then Midtown Barbell. McDole Performance Systems, McDole Poor Performance, McDole's Gym. McDole's Poor Performance. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new sex oh. team. Okay, <laughs> uh, Midtown actually, Barbell. Bringing that, bringing that up. There's something, that, there's, there's something that I was waiting for the right time to bring up. And I, and this I, is a sex tape? We're here already. It's not a sex tape. But... There, okay, so very early on when I was getting involved at, at uh, McDole's and kind of moving from like peripheral to kind of like the inner circle of guys yeah. there and stuff, Dom showed me this clip. Uh, do you know what I'm about to say? I have no idea where I'm I, I don't. Do you know? I think through trauma, I've like erased half of <laughs> the memories between 2012 to 2017. It's a very, so. It was a very graphic clip. So it was a clip of this guy who looked just like McDole. Getting jerked oh off on yeah, by, yeah, yeah. By, he was stuck by on no this. less than three guys. Yeah, yeah. He was stuck on this. But the weirdest. Okay, this is the weird part about that though, is that you are not a celebrity. So who found this clip? I don't know. Do you know he what I'm did. saying? Like, like we're, Dom, we're stumbled. Yeah, Dom across. happened to find this clip. That was the weird part yeah. about it because it's you like getting jerked off by three dudes. No, it's them jerking off on his face. <laughs> I don't even think it was that. I'm losing it was that? my oh, it for was sure. That. I, remember I, I don't even think it, I don't. I don't even remember. But I do remember he would just intermittently it would just be like Sunday at nine o'clock, and I would be like watching TV or something, and then it would just be this gif yeah. of of the situation but, because he was just so he was so happy with himself that this guy, this bald guy with a beard that somehow looked like me. Was just, was get, yeah was was like it was you know whatever it was, and you're just like it's not that? like it's it not eerie. like yeah it did look a lot like you but it's not like it was like Jim Carrey where it's like it was floating around the internet for a long time and yeah. someone's like oh look it's this thing that looks no. like Jim Carrey so it was he, like a, it was too specific he, like yeah, somebody he, had to have been watching this porn and been like so oh, he for I'm sure gonna come and then I'm gonna show him McDowell that right. this looks like him you could draw the line that he refined that Google search a couple times like <laughs> well, who, who bald has, guy in you know, whatever gay orgy and with bald oh no now it needs to have a beard looks like Viking this yeah. type of thing and Don was adding. using AI before we even knew what it was. <laughs> I have never which, heard that. Which, if you want to talk about AI, if you're talking about that, uh, we should talk about some of the history of, the, of some of the things that were invented at the gym. That just are we talking artif artificial yeah. insemination or no <laughs> intelligence? <laughs> I'm from the, I'm from the became, south, some man. Of the things that became yeah. there are technologies that became famous that were started actually at technologies. Our gym. Yeah, like Snapchat from our boy. Oh, Junior. like just the stuff that we. Yeah, if you want to talk, if you want to get on the topic of pictures, we had this guy. <laughs> That would uh, that would work for that that worked for us for a while. Super good guy. He would fill in like kind of Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, in the mornings and everything else. We can just say his name, can we not? Can we not say Junior's name? We'll just call him Junior, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. just in case you want. Anyways, Junior was a good buddy of in mine. Case he's made it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so he. Uh, would always send he he would always like say like hey can I come use the gym we weren't open like twenty four seven or anything like that so he'd always say can I come use the gym or whatever but we'd say sure so this one day he sent me this picture and all it was was just his thumb like this against this blackboard do you remember this yeah, yeah. and it we just had forever. yeah because then we would just send this this gym photo around anyways this thumb comes up hey can I come train and I was like uh, yeah <laughs> then the thumb would come back again and be like okay sweet I'll be there at nine o'clock. 
I was like, all right, like, are you bringing anybody else? Then the thumb would come like a third time and he'd answer. And I was like, what the fuck are you sending me <laughs> this picture? Just for reference sake, it matters. It's this big black hand with this like thumb like this. And I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, oh, well, this is uh, I've got limited data on my phone. So if I send this message, it gets erased. And then my girlfriend can't figure out where I'm going. <laughs> so years later, we're like, he invented, he invented Snapchat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so we kept that thumb never heard that was that. sent to everybody that would. So we just kept Cle- <laughs> Junior's <laughs> thumb. It was just like there. <laughs> so this that picture that Dom's talking about, he would send that. We've had so many images that were just like continually look at the history of the gym, like. That yeah. was what was said. Chris would be I like, have in half an hour, I would just send the thumb. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's very early game that he was putting you guys on like with that. Two th- we're talking 2006 wow. or something. Oh, like shit. a flip phone thumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I said. So there's a whole bunch. You could, act, you could probably do a whole podcast of images and dumb yeah. games and things like that that got sent through phone that were like, you know, eventually became technologies. Sure. So yeah, Snapchat was invented at our gym. I, I <laughs> guess we didn't have a Shark Tank there, so we didn't I know. I guess that makes sense. That's up there with uh, one night when Justin and I were going to Solid Gold, and we're we're driving there. I had to pick him up the other end of town, and he's like, "We gotta go downtown real quick." I'm like, "Oh, whatever. Like it's it's on the way." He's like, "Go here, go here," and we stop at a bar. He's like, "I'll be two minutes," and he runs in into like the sports bar, and pulls out cash i didn't find this out till after but he runs in comes back out and i'm like well i'm sure they have an atm there he's like yeah but i have a shared account with my girl and <laughs> she'll think this is where we were on <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny mcdonald's used to have like a pretty like strong connection to strip clubs for a while yeah, like, you know, like, yeah. like the old gym not not sorry not mcdonald the person mcdonald's like the, yeah. the facility yeah, like, yeah. One of the one of the local strip club owners like came to the gym for a while, and, like her daughter trained there or something. Yeah. yeah. And then we did a strawman competition in the strip club parking lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And me and Dom worked there for one night each, or he worked there a little longer, I think. I worked there for one night. I I never worked there technically. No, I worked. Technically, I, 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 worked I bounced there. there. Yeah. I was dancing there for a yeah. little while. You were dancing. Yeah. But I, me and me and Dom worked. We bounced there one night. Um, the money was not. Good enough for getting stabbed, and I was no. like, "I'm fucking." I'm yeah, exactly. Literally, the first night was you guys were actually there. There was a bunch of like gangster guys there. We won't say which gang, but they. Uh, I walked over and like I was aware who they were, so I walked over and I was like, "Hey guys, like extra friendly." I was like, "Night's over. Whenever you guys are ready, time to go." And the guy just looks up at me. He's just like, "Fuck you," and I was like, "Okay, like they're gonna stay and I'm gonna leave, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah. anymore." Like I, I went and talked to the to the owner, and I was like, "They're not gonna go anywhere, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave because I'm not staying around for this." And then, well, so this, they, this is awesome. We're going to Quentin Tarantino this because I have another camera angle <laughs> at this night as well. So I'll let you talk. Well, it, the, for all it was, for, the only thing that I really remember about it was a really cool moment where one of their big guys was like clashing with Dom, who was our big guy. And the guy was like, I'm going to fuck, he said, he's like, I'm going to fucking run through you. And Dom's like, no, you're not. And they just fucking like met in the middle and Dom King Kong like, and Godzilla. Yeah. Like nothing, yeah. And nothing came of it except for that at the end. Uh, we had to be snuck out the back door because they're all waiting to stab us out front. And I was yeah. like, this, yeah. this is not worth it anymore to me. No. So that's what, what I decided <laughs> no. to stop working there. No, that unnecessarily got escalated. But a turning point, <laughs> a turning point in my lifetime where I was like, we got to make a change here. Was that the sure. night with? That was the night. That was yeah. for sure the same. That was for sure the same night. That was when we were judging a contest. contest no, not night. that one. Was that a different night? No, okay. that was different and whatever. But yeah, so the, the tail end of that was that Whoever they were, whatever patrons, patrons, who cares? Yeah, um, patrons, pa- not patrons, patrons, whatever, who cares? And then just the situation of just being like, 
Sure, do 100 shots right at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. Like at, at 2.01 a.m., you know what I mean? Like what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. And then we just happened to like, you know, bump into them. And it was just one of those things. It was like, and, and honestly, like I said, not to like take a downer on this podcast in the first 11 minutes, but <laughs> it was a life-changing thing because we can talk, I thought we'd talk about this a little bit, but there were so many characters that came to the gym. Again, we're not mentioning any specific names, but it just, it became that type of place or a lot of gyms do become that type of place. And it just attracts that because physical fitness and staying in shape and independence. And also and we were things. a little more hardline than other places. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, had a little more of an edge to it than some yeah. of the other gyms. You know? yeah. For sure. And then I think that's interesting because I said that was a, a turning point where you're like, oh my gosh, this is just something that you can't outside of this, like you can't get involved in for sure. But, but it seemed really cool at the time. <clears throat> I'll tell you that right now. Like <laughs> it for, was, me, for me as being like a 21 year old guy who was at this gym with like, these sketchy guys around. I was like, "This is fucking cool. Yeah, this is where yeah. I want to train." You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I can no. understand that would be like might be. Uh, As a business well, owner, I actually As a business owner it might not be ideal. Bit, uh... I, I don't want to. I don't want to stray too far from the JP stuff because that's super. That's a great. Those are great stories in and of itself. Yeah, but that was one of the original questions. I so I worked at a place. This was Devin. You were probably how old? Nine, so you had your first kid by then. That's normal for uh, St. Malo. Okay, so yeah, graduate. Come on, now. there's no high school. Where you're you still out. haven't graduated. You were right? yeah. So, anyways, I was working at a place originally in the city. Like, so this would have been like in 2000, 2002, and the same type of crowd came through the door. Like the same guys originally, and I was just like young kid training. 2002, and I was married. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you were married by then, right? Yeah. I legit so, wasn't <laughs> So, but I had asked that question. I remember going to uh, with uh, like a gym out in Montreal and asking that specific question. So there was, like, again, it was, I think you guys were talking about, I think you and I were t- chatting about uh, if someone misses a bench, you're like, don't worry about it, you'll get it next time. And I was like, we could probably talk about this, that there may not be a next time, which we'll get to in a second. But there was le- legitimate hitmen that were at this gym in Montreal. Really? And I had no clue who they were, but you're, I don't know any association or anything, but so I had asked that question, like what attracts, like what am I in for when I open a gym in Winnipeg? Like who's going to come through the door? And they're like, yeah, they've got disposable income. They like lifting. They're always very respectful. So it's a, it's, it's a customer that you kind of have a hard time saying no to because It's, it's not like, it's, it's, it's a small business and as they're wandering through society, it's like it's a civil rights violation to say like, no, you can't train here. Like you can't, you couldn't deny anybody else on any other, on any other means. Right. So, but I asked, uh, I had asked that mentor of mine, he said, they just, yeah, it's a, it's a good crowd to have and a good, good guys to have on your side. Cause they were always, all of them, all of them were always super polite, super good. Again, no affiliation with anything like that, but always good dudes at the end of the day and always brought tons. Yeah. They were always very helpful. Yeah. It was almost like this big conundrum of, of why they couldn't, and so smart too, and why they couldn't get along in society. And then it was like, I would listen to some of these things and I'm like, dude, you're like fucking super smart. They're like, Oh, uh, I don't know. And then they just walk away and you're like, this is just misguided. It's almost this determination to not fit in to society. Right. I'm just determined to not do this. Yeah, for sure. And it was just like, they're always the, the the most pleasant, polite, nice guys. Referrals like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And the referrals, the referrals they bring are loyal people. Loyal people for sure. Yeah. Pay for your advance. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it was always very interesting for sure. But yeah, you have to, you have to walk a, 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 
you have to walk a, a really fine line there for sure. Because they're like, I'm yeah, come to, to my house. And you're like, ah, I don't <laughs> know. That's Should I? Thing, yeah, when, you, when, you, when you kind of exit the gym mm-hmm. realm and now you're like, Ooh, are we friends like outside of the gym now? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This, is yeah. Of, this is changing the, the pace of things a little bit. Right. Exactly. Yeah, um, for sure. Me and, G- me and Gianna actually went to a strip club a couple weeks ago just on a whim. She just wanted to go. And I don't remember which one it was, but we were sitting there. And I was like waiting for the dancer to go on stage. And I kind of like, we, we, we never fucking go to these. Like it was just, she wanted to. And I looked around and I was like, man, I don't want to see any of these fucking girls naked. And, was, <laughs> and we just left. We just got We just got up and we left. I was like, and I asked her, I was like, do you? And she's like, not really. And I was like, what are we doing here then? Like this is, yeah. this is the whole point of this place. And then we went to a different one. We were just doing the world tour. Were I don't, yeah, we, were just, really, we were fucking horny. No, I'm just kidding. We just really wanted to go see. It's like sitting down at a restaurant. I don't like this menu. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go. That's exactly what we did. So yeah. we went to a different one, and there's a dancer. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this one's at least like. And this is how you know I'm like too big of a fucking pussy to be doing this. I'm like, yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty. Like, she's, like, You're becoming like, domesticated. She's good looking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, Tyler was like, being domesticated. Yeah, and then she walked by, and I was like, oh, fuck. She's like. 10 years younger than like immediately I just picked up on that and I was like I'm not creepy enough for this life like yeah. I like it's like these, these girls are like immediately I'm like oh that's a, that's a that's someone's daughter I gotta get the fuck out of here and then, <laughs> and then we just did and that was the end I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll go strip clubs anymore honestly yeah. that was that was the turning point I mean nothing on a Winnipeg one because they're all ugly here but I mean oh they can go to a Toronto <laughs> one or something <laughs> other girls are two strippers yeah yeah prove me wrong yeah. Prove me wrong. Show me an yeah. attractive Winnipeg. Well, those things are important, as you guys. I go. I, I always when everyone jokes around about my age or whatever. I always just say because I'm trying to be a nicer guy. Forty-five. You look older than me. I was gonna say you don't look. Trust me. I don't know if you heard, but one of the girls from my gym guessed him at almost sixty. No, fuck that. It was fifty. <laughs> almost fifty. Sorry, almost fifty. <laughs> she was dead serious. She's yeah. like, he's like, how old is Dan? Like, and she's like, what did I say? Like, mid thirties. Yeah. And then what about Devin? She's at my gym. Well, how old do you think Devin is? And she's like, well, he's probably getting close to 50. To be, yeah. to be fair, she's a kid. She's like 21. So yeah, they have point, no reference point. One right? of her questions yeah. was, well, he's married, right? Well, to you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but he was married when he was like 17. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not really. Yeah, I've been married 15 years this year. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's it's not awesome. Bad, the old ball and Tough for Danielle, but yeah, yeah good for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but thanks to speaking to those, those things Mental are important. This is real. Yeah, those, those things are important. I think when you, when you age, I was, every guy's all joke around like, oh yeah, I was 45. And I was like, you'll, you'll get here one day and you'll see <laughs> it's the same. I didn't think it was going to happen. And then you'll get to this point. So Devin, if you're blessed enough and that ticker keeps, al- it keeps you alive. Modern medicine really But uh, yeah, but then yeah, I had enough, but those turning points come up because we used to go to a local, local bar that we all hung out with for a while watering hole that was like pretty popular and i remember same thing just walking in one day and i saw you i talked to you i was coming in to meet dom i was coming in to see you and you were working the front door and i walked in and i remember it like it was just yesterday i think this is probably eight or nine years ago for sure and i walked in and i was like this is not my fucking bar anymore and (laughs) i walked out and i never went back that's really funny because yeah i never went back after that at that time Pretty much right on target for time, actually. I just had that moment with yeah. the same place, too, where I, yeah. where I went there and I was like, this place isn't fun anymore. But there are some people that don't. What's that? That was last weekend. Uh, no, I have been there since I had that moment, but I, I, yeah. still, I still go there. And but there's some people that don't, but there are some people that don't. There are some people that never get that moment, that, that thing never yeah. click for a variety of reasons, right? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, so we would see them all the time. There's, I still see them. There's people like, I, I started bouncing there in like 2000. 17 and there was like old people there who are still there yeah. now like on saturday nights close, like shutting the place down yeah. you know what i yeah. mean like it's crazy yeah yeah but i just remember sitting there and being like all right i'm out of here <laughs> yeah yeah I, I want to say i can relate to these stories but 
I've never even been to a strip club. So well, I can't you guys really did. Relate you, to you've this never guy. been to a strip club. You have right. been. Nope. Well, no, I guess it now is a strip club. You guys talked about the Teddy Bob. I've never. Also, I went to strip club was when we did the one of teasers, and I walked in to use the washroom. That you actually like, really changed the trajectory. Like, a I've man never... of God. A man of God you are, yeah. hey? No. I mean, yeah. you're not like missing anything. No. 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 Clubs. I, like, I went to one in Toronto and I was like, why are there hot women here? Like, what's going on? Like, what? like, like, it's the only thing that might like, help I know, is... they should be gross. Like, what's going on? I'm guessing, I'm guessing there's probably a lot of fake titties and there's bad None, none in Winnipeg. None. And their probably nipples are like this, and I could really correlate they're, to no, that. They're, they're, they're all... Devin can finally see both nipples. <laughs> yeah, I can finally focus on <laughs> they're something. All, they're all rail thin and addicted to drugs. Yeah, that's... no, I've never been. And I, I've never planned it. Not, no, no offense to anybody <laughs> really? you, you wouldn't go now? I would never go. What if... Um, I'm trying to think of a, trying to think of a scenario where you a life or death. Thing. What if Tyler was the only guy left to eat on this earth, and you had to shoot him in a strip club? <laughs> yeah, you'd kill me. Like, here we go. Here we go. What if um, what if there was a fire and you had to save me? And had, but they were but they were still dancing and they were still doing the shit. And you had to I would just side. I would I would run in and I'm guessing the rippers would be on the right, so I'd use my left eye oh, and I'd come damn. for you. Tyler wins CSM yeah, yeah, and we go there to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. If Tyler wins CSM, oh, okay. And he invites me to celebrate. I will drive the car. Wait, the parking lot. I, you know, I've just never been. You know, me and the wife had an agreement that I would just, we just, she wasn't comfortable with it. And I'm like, I don't need that anyways. So it's, that's just, yeah. You know, I'll, it was just something that never. Uh, I was up in Montreal there a while ago. Fuck, I, I wrecked a couple people's trips, business trips. We go to Montreal for one. Some guys took us out there, and uh, the guys wanted to go to Rippers. I'm like, yeah, I'll have at it, but I'm gonna go back to the hotel. Well, I was one of the guests that they were whining and dining, and they paid for my flights, and they paid for everything else, you know, touring all these plants and different things, thinking I'm special. And they're like, well, we can't go without you. I'm like, well, I'll just go hang out at the bar by myself. Nope. So they ended up, I wrecked their whole night. We, just, we ended up playing foosball at a bar at midnight. <laughs> 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 I could tell they weren't happy. In Montreal. Like, you're in, like, the strip club capital of the world, Montreal. Yeah, and, you're yeah, like, and I'm like, go play some foosball. And then we went to uh, Minneapolis a couple of years ago. Oh, that's a whole nother story. I don't even know if I wouldn't even say it on here, but please don't. Um, <laughs> if yeah, you're holding that, if you're filtering oh, that man. back, yeah, that involves someone. Yeah, no. Anyways, <laughs> they bunch of guys do want want to go to the Rippers, and I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm gonna bounce out. I'm like, there's an all you can eat buffet, which is quits is right next to close to the Ripper Club, but uh, and uh, there was like I don't know eight or ten of us. I'm like, hey guys, just I'm gonna take off to the to the buffet, sit there. Once you guys are done, we'll meet up. It was whatever, eleven or twelve o'clock at night. And half the guys actually ended up coming to the buffet with me. They're like, well, we actually don't want to go to the Ripper's either. We just didn't want to say no to our buddies. I'm like, fuck them, we're adults, guys. We're, 30, <laughs> we're 37 years old. You can't say no to your buddies. I'm like, I'm just, I just don't do no, strippers. I respect that. Yeah, yeah so I'm I like, do. I just don't yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, no, not you. I respect them. The guys, <laughs> I respect the guys who were like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to go, but the boys are all going, so I have to go. I respect that. Oh, yeah, no, I just Whereas, don't. Like, they, they do things they don't want to do for the boys. That's just not me. Ferda. No, I, I don't mean. I'm not saying like like break your religious vows or anything. <laughs> but I'm just saying if you don't really feel like going, but you're like, oh, everyone else is going, I'm going to go too. Like I, I can appreciate. Yeah, that. I get that. Yep. Yeah. I get that. If you Hilarious. win CSM, we'll talk to the wife. Well, this year, baby. Fuck Holy Max God. Boudreaux. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, I mean, up, just one. sabotaging opponents. Tenth, tenth to first this year. Holy shit! Big jump. Can be done. <laughs> can be done. Nice reasonable expectations for myself. Um, Can't this is gonna be fucking rough to get to CSM. It's gonna be like just like, to get there, just, just to get, get out, there, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good guys. This year, people at Westerns are, are year. coming with a fucking vengeance at Westerns. Yeah. So, like Tristan Hoth is a guy I mentioned before, but he's he tore his bicep at Westerns last year, and he's just like he's like strict pressing 
a log, like three sixty five for reps. You know what Real I mean? Like it's just like I, like I, they're in like a different realm. You know what I mean? Like it's just crazy what these guys can fucking do. But there's gonna be a bunch of guys who are like that who are just like itching for, for uh, that CSM. The top three there. still Western, right? Top three at Western. What do you think, other than the training and technique and just like popularity, those things? Because those are kind of like the same answers all the time. What do you think the biggest change is now and like ten years ago? Um, probably like taking the foot off the gas a little bit for a lot of in a lot of the things, whether it's like training or uh, gear, like yeah. steroids, whatever. Like the like people who are like more knowledgeable now and so much of it before was like in the trenches information. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And now you have people actually like studying the shit and they actually have like, and if, even if we're using in the trenches information, I can look back on what you did, right. what Provic did, what's, what Cummins done, what Halliday's done, what all these guys have done in the past and be like, well, this might not have worked that well or this did work or whatever. Right. And it's just like, uh, you know, what's the phrase? Like standing on the shoulders of sure. whatever yeah, yeah. where it's like, yeah. it's standing it's, on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Cause like, I, I think what you're getting at is like the, like the numbers and stuff have just exploded in the last while yeah. where it's just like, it's crazy. Like even, you know, when I started competing in 2015 or 16, like, a 300 log was pretty good. Yeah, it is. And a 300 a, log was, back in 2010 was... A, a dude in Quebec just, just strict-pressed a 400 log twice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like the game is just changing and he's, constantly. And, he's, and I'm not saying he's nobody, but... I beat, and who him, is I, I beat him at right. CSM. See? You know what I'm saying? That's like, the crazy just, part. Like, it's just, it's, it's so nuts what some of these guys can do. Um, but, yeah, I would say like, a lot of it is just, like, the, the knowledge that's been passed from guys who were... Who fucked themselves up in a lot of ways, like Provic as an example. Like he he was really he's was really had a lot of injuries and really damaged sure. and stuff. But he's a guy where you can you can learn a lot from and like from the the do's and don'ts of what he was doing and, your, mm-hmm. and yourself included and yeah. and all those guys who were you know even like say like Brent like Brent Ham and stuff. These are all guys who yep. have like a lot of experience that that were just like let's try this, let's see this. What like I I because the internet wasn't. That advanced yet no. back when they were competing. That the info was, like, was, was that like, surveillance. You know, there was like a couple sites you could use, whatever. Yeah. But there wasn't like a YouTube channel where it's like, here's how to build all the equipment. Here's how to yeah. use all the equipment. Here's right. how to recover. Here's how to whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, it's, but it's it's like crazy to see how the numbers change. Like even, well, and, it's and awesome. Then, and then I think about, say, a guy like Dom, who really solidifies even more how much more ahead of his time he was, where most of his numbers still stand today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like it, it, he was competing in, tw- he was at his peak in 2017, 2018. And his deadlift is still like he had like an 820 deadlift or something like that. Yeah, it was you know ridiculous. what I mean? Like it's just like bonkers what he could do. And it was just, it's just it's crazy to think that if he was doing that right now, he'd be even probably further. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if he yeah. if you could transplant that career five years later, because yeah. of the numbers that he was doing. Provic yeah. has one of my all time, regardless of sport, training injuries, and like crazy athlete things. You know what I'm talking about? The bicep thing. The biceps. This is my favorite. I, I tell this. this you, is, please tell it because I love the story. This you might wild. know. It, you might know it the best because you told it to me. Yeah. So again, not I tell s- it like it's my own, but I probably no, it's, no, no. <laughs> you, you, no, go ahead. You can go ahead and take it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go I mean, take it's it. It's a story. So we're at westerns. <laughs> we're at westerns. It's my first westerns. I think this is maybe oh nine, somewhere in there. Maybe oh nine, maybe ten. I think ten. And uh, when was your first one? Two thousand twelve. Me and you did it. Okay, so this would be ten for me. Okay. Just let it be known I did westerns before all of you. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it a novice club? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how western. I ended up in it. We did Gimli. You no, this is actually a good story. This is actually a good story. This is actually a good This is actually a good No, this is actually a good story. Was that westerns, though? Was it? I found out after. I wasn't even paying attention. See, that's all hilarious. <laughs> well, actually, that should be the topic. Anyways, we'll 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 figure out with Buss's story. And again, I feel like we're stealing it, 
Brad, if you listen to this, I apologize. I'm probably putting up the gaps there in this, but they used to train and they, I idolized the guys from Saskatchewan. I right. thought it was the best, like for sure. Like I remember going to watch in the Dauphin Lug Link contests and more than Mighty Man and these guys, like there were one or two guys from, from Manitoba <clears throat> that would compete, well, three probably. And the rest of them were all like SAS guys and they were all just like a really tight knit group. And I was like, these guys are awesome. This is hilarious. So I think it was one other guy. They're worth checking out the old Scott Cummins videos just for listening to Brad yell in the background yeah. in the camera. Like if you've ever not, if you've ever heard them, have you heard them? No, no. Oh, they're no, just, they're, they should be mic'd over your gym, like to get <laughs> stuff done. Like, cause it's just him screaming at Scott like crazy. So I love when he, when he MCs shows because he, yeah. he MCs all the shows out Like West the camera West. would be like shaking. He would be screaming like, two more, two more. <laughs> anyways, I just thought it was so motivating for sure. Anyways, they trained in the back of this garage. So we go, I think it's 10, like I said, for Westerns. And Brad blows his bicep or like three quarters of the way um, on the first event, right? Which opens up, like you said, it opens up guys to win. And this is what, not taking anything away from anybody because this is the way sports go, right? right? Mm -hmm. But like this this gives an opportunity now for like John gets into third position and everything else and gets to go to Canadians and blah, blah, blah. So on the arm over arm, Brad blows his bicep, but it's not all the way. So the following, and it was pretty much the Sask X after that, that was like the biggest show for anybody in the West, biggest, strongest guys going who didn't get to go to Westerns. So I show up and Brad is maybe has surgery, doesn't have surgery, something like that. There's some sort of gap, but I think he doesn't have, didn't never, never had surgery. So he went to the ortho and the ortho was like, no, it's like still intact a quarter of the way you, you know, whatever. And he's like, Oh, okay. So he goes back to this like gym. From what I remember, they're like, we can't operate until it's fully right, torn. Exactly. I, I have heard the story. Yeah. yeah. And so he starts flipping a tire and he just keeps going down whatever, how many reps in a row. And he tells me the story. He's like, yeah, I just kept flipping it until it was going to blow. He's like, and then it wouldn't blow. So then I was getting guys to like s jump on the tire as I was hanging on to it. And then they were like, do it again, do it again. And they could just hear this in the background until the thing totally blew off. Fuck me. And he tells this story to me. He's refing uh, the Saskax. I'm like, war I'm like getting ready for this show. And just the, like, it was like straight from apocalypse now. It was just the horror in my face. Like, <laughs> this is what has to, not only that, you know, as an athletic therapist, not only that, just like, this is what I'm in for. Like, this is what's <laughs> going to happen in this sport. Yeah. Is this guy's like, yeah, so now it's done. And I don't know if he had the surgery, he had it shortly thereafter, but he told this story and uh, you're just, it would mortify anybody. But you listen to it, you're like, it's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard yeah. in my entire <laughs> yeah. life. See, those, those kind of stories. And like, <clears throat> though, I mean, if you call that like a, a method what he did there or whatever right like that's the kind of shit that i think is kind of it's kind of being lost i think in like between let's call it your generation to my generation or whatever sure where a lot of like um like the little tips and tricks like let's say like the like the horse rub shit yeah you know what i'm talking about like no yeah. one no one does that or knows about that already yeah you know, and i only know about it because you guys told me about it i was at i was at gourds this weekend i went to and i pull up there walk to the shop and there's a big bottle of it Oh, really? Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. And, and Gordon's an older dude, so he's been yep. around for a little yep. bit, so he knows. But a lot of those things like that are like, I mean, even like it's like like using like a deadlift suit and stuff. Like it's just like there's sort of this gap now where there's just like there's not people who have been taught that because it's such, an, it's such like, a, like an old school kind of thing, I think. Right. Like a tool in a lot of ways. And it's just like there's, there's sort of that gap where like, yeah, I, I, 
I partially tore my bicep, so I wanted to fix it by tearing it the rest of the way. Like, that's right. just, like, not something that someone would yeah. tell you to do now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. But I fucking love those kind of stories. Yeah, no, they're they're great. I, I There's there's tons of those. Yeah. Should we tell your Westerns story? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So I again, we're kind of new. We're kind of new to the sport. Like so many follies. We should. I, we, were, we were talking about some other old pitchers or when we first yeah. went to Elite FTS as well and met Jim Wendler for the same time. Like just anyway. So again, just walking into things, which I think is missing from today's culture of being like, "Oh fuck it, I'm going," yeah. and just open the door and we'll see who yells at us or whatever. Right. So. We didn't even sign up for this Gimli contest. It was, I think, a handful of guys. <clears throat> it's pretty like a. You look back at the numbers now, every, like 160 pound log, you know, 100, 100, whatever, 180 pound farmers, like super right. lightweight, right? right? Like, so we go to this first contest and we all kind of get the bug after that. Dave competes, I compete, a couple other guys. And like, I look back because people took some really good pictures, but like my equipment's all off. I look at that and I'm like, you fucking rookie. Like, what are you wearing? <laughs> like, just so stupid, right? You're like, I'm not even wearing things that I'm supposed to. So yeah. it's your very first show. Yeah. And, but yeah, you got to jump in and get your feet wet. We basically got what signed up on Tuesday and it yeah. was like Saturday you're going. Oh, we went to wow. Brent's once met him and went to his place on like Wednesday. Oh, this so, is like, like the early days. The early Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, like, yeah, okay. like the original chicken barn. Like the, it yeah, was yeah. just like, and we, we were like, we're, we're hooked. Like this is awesome. Yeah. So Saturday, so Saturday's contest comes along. I think we went out, we had a barbecue at my house and Dave's like, so these guys just randomly are like, yeah, there's a competition next week in Altona. And I kind of looked at the weights and was like, oh, God, no way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm done. Dave, I'm not trying to, like, slide you. I don't think I, you I placed think in the top five. Well. No, no, I don't think were you top five in or Gimli? top six in Gimli. I was like eight or nine. Eight or ninth or something <laughs> yeah. like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, some other guy won. and Some other guy got second or whatever there was. Like, none of us, like, won anything. And Dave's I, like, I bet I beat Rob Komet. <laughs> <laughs> which is where we came up with the scoring system the comet heads like how many comet heads does this uh does this thing get but dave's like i'm doing this show like full-on diving first into the shallow and we were like all right and like yeah just but that's what it took right it was just like yeah. we're going he's going into this thing a hundred percent and yeah I, it was heavy like it was oh, like it was a hard scott show. come in i think there was another guy there that i think i can't remember his name but he Scott's was the beast. one that stands out. Yeah, he's a beast. Like all these guys were just like huge. Some of these guys have been to Canadians, and Dave just jumped into its second show. That's sick. And yeah. it was like, and we're standing there, and yeah, he followed through all the way. But that's like what's kind of missing when you get some of these young guys. Just really like, I'm not quite ready yet for event? a show. Well, we just I no, that was a different show. Oh. Actually, well, you can tell that one too. <laughs> My medley. Where they made him go six minutes past the time. <laughs> Why would they do that? So, who was the ref? Who was the, I couldn't remember his the name. Mad, the Mad Mennonite, Tyler Hildebrand. Hildebrand, yeah. Oh, Tyler Hildebrand. Yeah. He did CSM too. He yeah, was, he, he did. Yeah. The first Matt went to do CSM. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyler's reffing and this <laughs> painful medley <laughs> is like two, I think it's endless time, <laughs> I thought it was. Or maybe it was like a two-minute cutoff, which is way like, too lifetime. Way lifetime too Lifetime in yeah. Strongman, right? I'm like... A friend of mine just sent me a list of something that's out in Alberta, and I was like, 130, what? I was like, 100, 120 seconds for this thing? Like, yeah. it's two minutes. So Dave's just having it. <laughs> he picked up the yoke, <laughs> and I was videoing from behind, and literally, so, oh, yeah, granted, yeah, but granted, he had just come off MABA. Right. He had just come off competing in MABA. So dehydrated. Like, so he had gone from like 250 pounds of just being an absolute, like a walking bowling ball to like on stage in no time. 
178 on 178 stage. on Holy stage. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah. seriously. Crazy. And then a month and a half later, two months later, went to this straw man show. So hasn't lifted or anything else. It just gets on and does this. I remember videoing him and I visually saw his rotator cuff tear, like just pop. <laughs> it just dropped in there. Like I remember watching his shoulder and his, like the back of his scapula just went like disappeared. Like it just vanished. And I was like, oh, so anyways, he's kind of thinks like, I think guy's like, okay, time's got to be done. Yeah. And Tyler thinks he's doing him a favor after this long drag and this yoke back. And Dave is just dying. And he's got from here to probably that squat rack over there. And Tyler's like, turns the watch off. And he's like, just finish it. And the crowd's going crazy. And Dave's like inching this thing and just wants to kill himself. Holy The, yeah, the anchor. The anchor, anchor drag. drag. Yeah. Which is that terrible. The anchor that he has out in the. Th- yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I hate it. But there was just no quit. There was no quit and no stop. We just did everything stupid. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it was hard because we just did so many dumb things that we thought we were doing the right way. And right. then when young, young guys would come, especially when they came and they would pay at the gym for something and be like, tell me what to do. And then I'd be like, I'll tell you what not to do. Yeah. And then they were like, I'm going to fucking do it anyways. And you're like, all right, yeah, I'm out. The yeah. ask holes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a conversation that I had with somebody recently about like whether we're going to have novice uh, divisions in like the in-season competitions. And I said no, because we, we, we have one novice show at the beginning of the year for everyone to get their feet wet. Mm-hmm. And if you miss that, like, you know, like whatever, tough, that sucks. But um, like, man, when I, did my, when I did my first novice show, the next month I competed in a show that had Scott Cummins. And then the next month I competed in a show that had like a young, but Max Boudreau mm-hmm. and Rayner. And the, the last, Hogan and all those you know what I'm saying? Like it had all these guys where it was like, and like, let's say Deloli even, like his first or second competition, he competed against Dave Osland, who's yep. a WSM competitor. Yeah. Like, and so this, this notion that you need to have like all this experience and all these things to like do these heavy shows, it's just so misguided. No. Like you just need, like, like I said, my, I started training with Dom. Four weeks later, I did my novice show. Four weeks later, I did the first yep. actual like Prairie Strongest Man, I think it was called. And it was awesome. And I would never, and I wouldn't change a single thing about that. I wouldn't try to be like, oh, I got to prep for another year before I'm ready for these big shows or whatever. Like, I, yeah. just, I just really think that guys get too lost in the idea of like, first of all, you're not going to win. So don't worry about it. Like, yeah. you're not going to win. Like, Take your just, lumps. Unless you're yeah. dumb. Unless you're dumb. Unless, yeah. That's what I'm saying is that like, I, I went into these shows knowing no matter what, um, Dom's going to beat me. Deloli's probably going to beat me. Big Mike's might beat me. These are all guys in my gym that I knew was going to beat me. Never mind the guys in yeah. fucking Saskatchewan who were all awesome too. But yeah. it was like, who gives a shit? Like every, especially in that beginning stage where everything you do is a PR and everything you do is brand new. It's like, that's enough. Like you don't got to worry about the standings when everything that you're doing is new to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I feel like people get like, they get so lost in this idea of like, well, I, I might not win. It's like, yeah, yeah, but you're a loser. And that's what yeah. happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And do, like, and doing it in competition and actually having to put some of those things together was like that. Cause this would have been, I think it was my last show that I actually did anything with. It was kind of a little bit of a it was a little bit of a litmus test for me. And it was kind of like the last show that was heavy enough, which was motors and muscles, which ammo and Deloli did. Uh, and they were early. I think they were kind of like maybe four or five shows under their belts, a couple of years in or whatever. And I was kind of like winding stuff down, but that was like my litmus test because I had just done Westerns. I don't think you did it. The, did you do it all time together? No, I did it 2012 with you, me, and, you and John Wade went. Okay. And then I did the whole, so there was you some- just said you tell your guy not to do that and he did it. So we came back from Westerns. I did the bench press. You told me not to. Told yeah. my shoulder and then ended it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get to that thing because I heard you comment on that last time. But anyways. But the point, the point was is that that was a litmus test of like a, a, of a show. 
where it was like these weights are all like this and the same as they were in Westerns. This was the best. I, I won that show like with like was the only one I actually won in my entire career, but I won that one by a large margin and that would have landed me 12th right. of like 14 guys. Right. Yeah. When the weights were, were within, re- and I was just like, there's just, what, what can I do? Like, what, what do I have to do to push this past there? And you're just like, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, which I have a lot of admiration for you, for sure, because you've been like, yeah, I am going to push this for sure. But the lot, putting those things together that I think a lot of those people should focus on, and I knew it because I showed up the night before, but like Deloli and Amel, and this isn't taking shots at them because they could probably laugh at this at the same time. They would turn around and they would say, um, are going to show up in Thunder Bay and we're going to be ready for this. And I was like, oh, we'll, we'll, cru- we'll crush it because they won't know what to do. Like just preparing right. your meals, right. getting the sleep. So they drove there, like had McDonald's, <laughs> like that was their only meal. Then they showed up and I was like, I don't even have to worry about this because you're not ready. You haven't had enough shows where you have right. traveled and packed all your bag and got all your gear and ready to go. The outer competition experience. How many times are you going to get diarrhea before you actually have to oh, yeah. get going? Just stressed out. Stressed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And so I knew when they showed up, although Deloli was catching up and then beat me in the gym with stuff, I was like, I'm going to, I'll beat him for sure. Right. Because he's going to get here and it's going to be like, now you got to do all five of these things in a row. Yeah. Well, competing is not the same huge. It's not. And so I think those people should get, and this isn't anything to do with Ryan because he's obviously like world champion, like farmers, which is like awesome to yeah. see for sure. Have you seen him lately? He's like, he's a U90 guy now. Yeah. He's, fucking said. Well, he's going to smash it like with how fast, like he should be so fast yeah, for that. Good. It'll be crazy. I'm looking forward to it. But all those young guys should just get in and be like, just get your bag ready and get in and, get, and do it. So well, speak, speaking of getting in, how's that master's category looking for this year? Oh, good question. Oh. I know we chatted. Be. Yeah, we chatted a bit. Depends when it is. It depends when it is. Because so I, I, I have my race lined May, up. May 27th, July 1st. I told you I said I was going to run oh, yeah, 10K and do a strawman in the same okay, I haven't ran, I haven't ran 10Ks combined in my No, life. not you, 90. Well, I guess maybe I am. Maybe so what, what, how, how heavy are you these days? 230, 240? 230, yeah. 230, 220. So Masters lightweight is 220. Masters heavyweight. So it's two twenty one and up, and the master, the masters heavyweight weights. You actually don't probably don't, but masters heavyweight weights are the same as the U one hundred fives, and masters lightweights are actually the same as U ninety. I'll have to see the list. I got it for you. Okay. I, I even have an interview. <laughs> I got a place for you to stay. Where is it? Tolstoy by Jan Seed by my place. <laughs> Jan Seed. Jan Seed. Thirty minutes past my place. On your one hundred and sixty acres. Yeah. As you got. Hey man, I'm Good excited to start building the up compound. Bunker. Yeah. I just started watching Waco. that. I just started watching that. Walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here and it like, is. I, I was, I'm sitting there with Jan, and I was like, I don't think we're supposed to be cheering for the the radical, like armed <laughs> cultists, but I am. Like, but you, you've our, been to my cabin our, once. Yeah, I'm going with Devin too much. Yeah. Is our screensaver at the gym? People yeah, would walk that. by yeah, and be yeah. like, <laughs> "Is that well, correct?" And you're the, like, "Yeah." The first clip is like that fucking cop taking it in the gut, and I was just like, "Cool, this is gonna be fun to watch." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no. You talked briefly about like outside of show stuff, so did you, about outside of show stuff. And having the three of you on here, because um, Strongman's a lot different than powerlifting, eating the day of a show. I think for, for any of our listeners that are Yeah, because people new, always have questions about that. Yeah. Wh- how do you guys like breakfast before? What food do you bring? So I, you have more experience than you, but... I struggled with that my whole life. I never ate properly. Clearly. I have IBS, clearly. <laughs> and I was in the washroom like 30... T- I would be in the washroom till my event, just in the porta potty Now, last year at Manitoba, I took a little different approach. I'm like, I'm going to actually try a tactical approach to nutrition for the first time in my life. Um, and I went that show, and I... Uh, what time did we start that show? Was it... Uh, it was noon, because we went to church. 
Because the fair, no, because the fair we do. <laughs> oh, the they have, all one. Yeah, yeah that's they right. Have they a they massive did, they did church service, and then we that's roll right, in, and yeah. we got like forty minutes to set the whole show up and compete. And after the, so the one you won, yeah. Yeah, 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 and so it's just hilarious. But um, everyone's got their I, guns like Waco. And stuff. <laughs> 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 I ate my normal breakfast. Like I just had eggs, toast, the regular breakfast. But what I did it for is the whole comp. I thought I actually took pre-workout for the comp because I'm a guy who was mild narcolepsy. I'm always tired. That's a good caffeine pill to walk in here. <laughs> I was like falling asleep in my truck. <laughs> like that's a long that, walk for you, though. Dude, that's, 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 that's I parked on the side too, respectful. Yeah. So it's a long walk, but uh, I didn't even end up taking pre-workout after, after the comp. I found my pre-workout shit next to my chair and I hadn't even had, took a sip of it. But I just grabbed a big tray of all sorts of different fresh fruits, berries and cantaloupe and different and watermelon, and I literally just ate that the whole comp um, and drank a little bit of protein, just just hydration. And power rates, and that actually worked the best I've ever had. And I'm not saying that's the ideal, but that actually worked the best of all the years I've done. I think everyone is different. Yeah, but the fresh fruit really, uh, really helped with the sugars, the fast. I, I found that really well. What did you, what did you use? Uh, yeah, I think everyone's different. All anything that I've ever for myself, or if I've ever given anything to any other athletes, was to have have some consistency prior to. I don't. My biggest my biggest takeaways from this are don't do anything, even if it's awesome. That's new the day before. Yeah. Like, don't add anything. So people will take. There'll be a great product out there. They'll buy it on Friday, the competition or the the run or whatever is Saturday. They'll take it that day and they'll be like, "This this product's trash." And you're like, "Well, you don't even know, right?" Like, so I think that's the one. Number two, I think there would be a little bit more to do. I found guys. It'd be interesting to take a look at their. Not to get too technical, but their hormonal profile. So for me personally. I'm a guy that runs better on like high high cortisol uh, times. So keeping an empty stomach was always better for me. So these Mm -hmm. large meals uh, that were okay would just put me to sleep like right away. So I was always very, like I said, small amounts of food and keeping my gut empty. And then I was just super hungry at the end. But if I had too much in my gut. Did you do any liquid carbs or like Powerades or like that during? Sometimes, yeah, I did like had like, like would have like Powerades and could and could drink and could have those things. Yeah. And then I needed stuff that was like higher, like in in cat, like eggs and things like that. They're higher in fat and protein and whatever, but like smashing like a whole bunch of toast and everything else along those lines, I find is, is, is just going to put guys to sleep like right away. When I was at Westerns, I was sitting, they, they had a, they bought a meal for us at the hotel we were at. Oh, and I was sitting there. It was like a buffet, and I sat there and had like a bunch of fruit and yeah. some toast. And I felt like that was when I really set in, set in that I was like, "Fuck, I'm a pussy." Like these guys are looking around them; they're just like smashing whatever players for food. I'm like, "Fuck, I like I just can't do that." I know like, it's just not. And, yeah, and then I, you know, I beat them all, so it doesn't really matter. No, but, it's, but, but yeah, but I no, I'm kidding. But it was <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, for for me. It was never eating a lot. No, and, the, and I throw up before most shows too. Right, and that and that was just, that so was the first thing. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. Not CSM. I, that was the first time I didn't do it with CSM, which is interesting because that was like the biggest show I've ever done. Maybe but, you, but you also went, Maybe. In, <laughs> you went into that show with no expectations. I think that's. I think that's honestly what it that was. was, was that, you were just happy yeah. with if I get a rep in every event and, I yeah. just, and maybe get a higher place than one, I'm happy. Even westerns, I didn't yeah. like expect to do as well as I did. So I was like, it was just sort of like uh, pleasant the whole time. It wasn't so much like. I gotta fucking stay mm-hmm. in my position or whatever, and yeah, CSM was the same thing too. Where I was like, yeah, oh, like just being here is cool. Like I don't really, you know what I mean? I, I didn't feel the same nerves like the, probably the, the top five guys or whatever did. You know, you feel like that's okay. Like, how do you feel like going into a show though? Like you're most like call recently your most successful one, like not CSM, but like winning westerns or whatever. Uh, podium westerns, podium. Sorry. But I that one. Like I said, that was a weird one because I like let's okay. So let's say that I was doing um, Manitoba Strongest Man here this year. 
um, I should win that show. <laughs> just speaking strictly in terms of just like the my numbers and stuff. So if I go into that, um, like I'm, I'm, I like I have to win. So okay. it's like a different feeling than say if I go to CSM where I'm just like I'm just happy to be here, um, and I can go into it and I can attack it the same way. Like I still hit PRs. I got a deadlift PR at CSM and all that shit. But it's really just more that I like because I expect more of myself. I get tenser and I can feel it in my gut and I. Do you feel shitty? Do you feel shitty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel bad. See, and that's what I was getting at. I always was would do better when I felt like shit. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was nursing, three injuries, nothing's working out, diet is not on point. I feel like I'm gonna shit my pants. Yeah. I had my best shows. I always and whenever I rolled in, like, yeah, everything's awesome. Terrible, like yeah, that yeah. one with you, uh, the, the westerns yeah. I did with you and I, and yeah, I was like, oh, it was just, yeah. it was awful, and it, like it was. I always take like a big stress shit, and then like, in the morning, <laughs> and then I usually throw up, and then I'm like pretty much good to go after that. Like, I, yeah, and then so like in the, I think I kind of like anticipate that. So in the morning, I'll have like uh, orange juice and protein powder. Yeah, like that'll be like my my breakfast, whatever, and then I'll usually throw that up, and then <laughs> but then I'll, but that'll be maybe uh, sometimes like an hour afterwards, so I'll still have time to absorb some of it, and I'll still have some of it in my system, whatever, and then after that I'll have like a, another shake that'll usually stay down. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, I'm and I'm I'm not a big eater anyway. Like that's always been a big problem for me is eating enough. So the day of, like even the day even after the competition, I'm pretty content to just be like, yeah, I'll have. Uh, half of a hamburger and then pick up my fries and then I'm gonna go home and go to bed. Like, I just I just don't feel like I like I guess because of the the whole day just kind of like. Do you find you can eat after a comp? No, that's what I'm saying. I just like, like I would right be after, like everybody after comps always went out after Winkler. Everyone went for supper. I can't eat for like four or five hours after for sure. I don't no, my, my, yeah, I, I don't so come down until like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't yeah. eat nothing. Um, yeah, but I always want to drink after, and no one ever wants to drink after the competitions anymore. Liquid? Well, I'm just trying to get liquid carbs, and I guess yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. High sugar. Rum and Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then why aren't you indulging in some of my moonshine? Uh, I can. Yeah, I sure. literally brought oh, yeah, it. I, last, last time I, I drank moonshine, I drank, <sighs> I, drank the straight, I, I drank the straight moonshine at Devin's place. Yeah, no, this is flavor. This speaking is, this, speaking this of is... throwing up, I immediately threw up. Did as you? Soon, as, soon as, as soon as I tasted it, I did. <laughs> I got to try that at that the barbecue clear. two years yeah. ago. Yeah, I the barbecue I did. percent I had there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah, I peaked my guts out last I'll time. Say I, that'll, I was going to say put hair on your nuts, but that'll change the hair from gray to black. <laughs> and he's willing guy. to inspect. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, I know, I'm sure he is. Yeah. I, I remember when you used to have a beard that was way better than mine. I uh, what, yeah. What, I mean, I guess the paramedic thing you have to. Yeah, you it's key to stay shit, clean. Guess, right? Yeah, for sure. Nothing bad. This week, almost it almost came off. I got pissed off one really? day, and I was just about shaved it off. I'm like, ah, but we have the logo made up with my face in there. It looked kind of stupid now. Yeah, the brand. You have to keep that forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so I kept it. I painted it actually on, uh, it's actually still painting. I was painting at that rental I bought. Got the roller in the face. Well, well I guess it's gray now. <laughs> There's my chance hey, to jump in don't. there. The, bl- the blower in the face, hey? Cheers. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. It's really good, actually. This one, which one is this? This is my amaretto. Devin left me out, so I'll just... You're not off here, who? You can't see. You're out of his plane of vision, that's why. Okay, while we're doing that, I have a couple of questions that were on Instagram. I think our producer's losing his marbles over there, Devin. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Yeah. I got chocolate almond for you there. We got about about 10 minutes left in our podcast here, so we'll do some questions. Yeah, I have a couple that came in, too. Um, First question was, are we... 
I'll just read it exactly how it's written. Are we ever going to have a finger event or a scout <laughs> event like they do in WSM? Oh, man. I'll Devin? I'll just say, I'll, uh, finger, I'll, finger, yeah. I'll finger any strong man in, in Manitoba that wants yeah. it. And Why? a, yeah. and Why a is squat. That to go to? And a squat. Um, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. Who cares? We, we had a squat. A car squat. Yeah, fucked me on it. He says like a WSM style squat, which I actually I, uh, maybe that Hold might be on. fun. I know who this is coming from. Then, so you're talking. They're talking with those big barrels, like on to, like to the platform, like a strong yeah. man squat. Yeah, I, had I, I actually, that. I actually, I do like those events. I'd, I had I'd win that if there the was one. Thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, why don't we do it? I'm like, well, because the apparatus should cost a couple thousand dollars to build, and I don't make any money from the shows. So unless <laughs> someone wants to donate for me to build these damn things, so so fuck you is the answer to that question. Yeah, <laughs> um, not right now. When the budget, this one, this one's actually when the budget balances itself. When the bu- yeah, when the, when, the budget, when the budget is balanced for strong five hundred dollar entry fee. That's when you'll see a squat. Yeah, exactly. When we when we significantly yeah, increase the registration. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when are you going to spend a lot of your money to let me do things I want to do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite depression slash binge food. Who Ooh. put that? Oh, probably the wife. No. <laughs> no, no, I meant the food I'm eating. Oh, there's some sad, there's some sad listeners the, here. The, the, the full, the How full, we? the full question. I'll, I'll read the full question. So somebody who obviously does not listen to our podcast because we already talked about the, some of this. But uh, favorite depression slash binge foods, best performance cigarettes, and personal experiences with gear, which we already talked about the gear thing, so we won't touch on that yeah. again. Uh, none of us smoke, I don't think. I don't smoke. Nope. Performance no. cigarettes have got to be. You, you smoke? You? No. Foreskin only. <laughs> speaking of speaking of smoking, if you want to talk about some strongman stuff, I remember one like same. Yeah. I think I think oh no, it was the same the same westerns. I was just watching Scott come and do the entire show with a skull in his mouth, oh. and then opting out of the last event and still beating everybody <laughs> so by thirty five points. And yeah. I'm like working my tail Scott? off. No, this was like it was my very oh. first time I ever competed against Scott, and he was just. Yeah, and he like, just, had, just, just had a ripper in. Yeah, yeah, we just awesome. had a ripper in. That was awesome. No, yeah. I, I favorite depression. I, I, to, I, just, I, I just eat ice cream. When I see JF at uh, the, the May competition, I'll ask him what the best performance cigarettes are. And the favorite depression binge food, uh, just what I eat every day because it's... Yeah, it's, it's a sad life, man. Are you yes. guys sad? <laughs> are you guys sad? Me? No. Oh, that's no. too bad. People don't live in a depressive state. <laughs> okay, and actually, there's one more question here that actually might, that, that's probably better. Um, it's too bad. I don't want you guys to be sad. It says coaching slash client red flags. Oh my god. So let's go. Let's. Why don't we do the 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 client one? So do we have what's, enough time what's, here? What's that? Do we, we got have enough time. We got about seven minutes to get oh, into we, the we subject. Can, here. We can roll it. You know, what? <laughs> we can go a little oh. over, but. Yeah, we, let's let's uh, why, don't, why don't we start at the the head of the table here and we'll move along. What's something that you get in the client that's like an immediate like this is not going to fucking work, or this yeah. is going to be a real yeah a struggle. Maybe not, not maybe not not going to work, but this is going to be this is going to take more work than the average person. Um, well, I learned this from Chris is doing like a, an interview beforehand, mm-hmm. not just letting someone hire me, and you can kind of just gauge by that quickly if there's already scheduling problems. Um, humming and hawing about price yeah. is, uh, that's, that's a, you're like, this is not a long-term investment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, although we've had other people slap their credit card down before you knew their name and, uh, three days later they're asking for a refund. Right. So the haggling price isn't always a telltale, but you kind of, you know what you're getting into bed to if you decide to move forward with that. But yeah. I would say mine is strangely is early referrals and what i mean by that is yeah. is that you're the best that they've had and you've worked with them for three days mm. 
Yeah. Because that means somebody else that they worked with probably generally speaking, like I know my limitations. Like I know that like we, we, we tried to go through a good process, but there are other good trainers out there. Right. So if I got somebody and we would do our regular assessment, start working with somebody. And then within a day or two, they were like, you're the best. Yeah. You're like, I'm not the best, <laughs> you know? And then I'm going to invite my friends here. I'd be like, don't do that. Because as, as fast as they get hot on you, they go, they tend to go cold on you really quickly, but that comes with time. I think what this person's asking for red flags is like what Dave is saying, where it's like haggling for pricing, missing schedules. That's, that's, that's you just like taking care of your business. And it's hard early on as a trainer, when you need some dollars and cents in your wallet, right? And you got to, to turn people away or not take the money. Or we used to call it getting pigeoned. Like we would just be like, as soon as they dropped breadcrumbs, we were like, we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it, right? And that takes a lot, especially if you've got like some expenses to take care of. But I would say mine for sure is, is that like, I, I really, I really have a, a couple of, of uh, funnels for them to try and get through, you know what I mean? To kind of like see how committed they are to this whole scenario, you know, and then, yeah, cause, cause if, if they're set on it and they, they know they're going to purchase and they're going to go for it, you know I mean? Unless it's astronomically out of their, yeah. out of their deal. And everyone here has got that. There's, if you want to buy something, you're set on it. As long as the price is within a little bit, you're going to buy it. Yeah. They've already bought it before they, before they've shown up at your door. Right? They purchased it for the contract. Yeah. You can screw it up yeah, yeah. and they say no, but yeah. But I would say early refer like early referrals and being hot on you really quickly. Me, I'd say. Probably pronouns. <laughs> and we <not>. stop. <laughs> I got this right away. I got that. I'm sure you guys have had this like instantaneously. I had to tell a friend of mine. I was like, I can't actually meet you for training today. I have to go and do this podcast like this. And I was like, I'm just waiting for the video to be sent. The like that catchy tune with another white boy with a podcast like that. And I know you guys have already put that up, oh, yeah. but I got that sent to me already today. And I was like, there we go. Yeah, here we go. Just the crypto and everything. For, for me, it would be if a client, I mean, I don't advertise my coaching. So I just, I only coach a certain amount of people, but uh, I, if someone new contacts me, I'll generally go through the social media first and see, because they'll generally post how often they train. Oh, very and, liberal government of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll check to see if they're actually dedicated to training. If they're a guy who trains once a week or they, or they once, or, once every two weeks or two times a week, and then they, they tell you they train five days a week. But, and you know, I kind of see who, because we're in a small community. People are in contact with me generally from other provinces. So I'll do a little background on them, just talk to some people who know them. Are these guys actually dedicated to training? Do they actually want to compete? Are they what they say they are in terms of what they're doing? Or are they just trying to fill me full of shit? You know, and I'm kind of gullible in a sense sometimes. Like, I kind of believe people on their word because that's, I go big time on trust. And I'm, I'm not a guy who's going to lie to you. So it's, that's my red flags. Um, the pricing too, if someone barters me with price, then I just don't want to deal with them. Yeah. I don't charge a ton. Anyways, if you're going to try bartering me down on price. Oh, and the thing is too, if, if it's not launch equipment, you're probably in it. You're in it so many hours in the first month going through their videos and critiquing their form and getting things set up and building their program that you really don't see any returns on your time investment until three, four, five months in. In my opinion, I yeah. mean, because yeah. the amount of hours you put in the first month, you're working for five bucks an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, it's, it's the long-term commitments where you make your money because then it's just building the program. You've already told them what to do. You've taught them the techniques you want. And it's just refining it after that's where you make your money. I find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the price thing is definitely because frankly, I don't charge like as much as some of the online coaches that do out there. So if you don't like the prices, fuck you. Um, and then the other thing would be a lack of self-awareness is usually a pretty red, big red flag for me where, 
Uh, I had a client who had never performed any kind of lifting before coming to me. Like this was like a new thing for him. He was not athletic. He had never done any kind of sports. And he said, "How realistic is it for me to be a pro strongman someday?" And I said, "Not very realistic, because it's just that he's he was like a, a fully grown adult man who had never who had never done anything, right? So yeah. it's like that's not a it's not a very realistic goal for you to. Or maybe you said go to CSM. No, no, which, it was, which is, it was which pro. Even, We've talked about this. Yeah, okay. So whatever yeah. it was, was I was and, and he to be clear, he was talking about pro as in like going to the Arnold's and like going to like to make a career out of this. And I was like, that was a that was a red flag for me right there. I was like, this guy doesn't understand the the fundamentals of what this sport is and how hard it is. And like he thinks that this is something that he can walk into and just start doing. And potentially within, you know, I said he's an adult man. So with potentially within a couple years, he wants to be at a pro level. Mm-hmm. And that's something to me that stands out as being like, this is a guy who just does not it, and don't get me wrong, I took him on as a client and we trained and I got him got him stronger and got him bigger and did all that stuff. But I had to break the news to him that it's like probably not realistically, but let's right. just see what we, where we can get you. Let's just like maybe, hey, maybe you're you fucking blow me away and you're the hardest worker in the world and you're a genetic freak and all of a sudden you put on 100 pounds of fucking lean tissue and then you're this is amazing athlete. Like great, that could happen, I guess. But um, that's that's always a weird one for me where people are like, uh, and also um, you know that like they say that phrase where it's like you get the same brain chemical releases from talking about your saying goals. stuff as doing stuff. Yep, mm-hmm. the people who are like that personified. Yeah, yeah, that drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah. Where, and I've had I have talked to some of my guys about this before too, where it's all go on social media. Sorry, excuse me, all show on social media and not all go in the gym. Yeah, where it's like this year, it's my year. I'm doing this. Everybody, watch out. And I said, you have no business saying that to anybody because you're you haven't done anything yet, and you have you know what I'm saying. So that's that's always something weird to me where it's uh, the social media aspect is much more important to them than the the gym aspect. And I'm not trying to be like this old curmudgeon who's like I will <laughs> who's like stay off social media and blah 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 because yeah. it's like we're here to have fun and if that's part of the fun for you then whatever sure but live in the real world too and be like you're not you know like I, I, I don't like seeing people do like like call outs on if you're gonna post it back it up and, yeah and like yeah. saying like you know just whatever that's so that's yeah. that's something that I have talked to clients about before in the past and um, but I mean I don't know does red flag mean that you like wouldn't Use them, or is it just like this is a sign that something could go wrong? Keep a heads up. Yeah, so it's coming those, those down are my the red Because there's, there's very few things that someone could be like, hey, this is something about me, and I'd be like, whoa, get the fuck away from me. Like, I would, I would, or that's when you tell them that was my bi weekly price, not my monthly price. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm happy now to be in a position um, where I can stand behind my price, and if people hum and hum, I'm like, okay, thanks, this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're financially and, at a point in your life now where you, you can, can walk away. Yeah. And, and uh, a number of times, those people will turn around and be like, okay, I'll pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of testing how much you value yourself, maybe. Um, it's very Manitoban to try and save a buck. But yeah. uh, to be in a position like there's no rent to cover, there's no insurance to cover, there's, you, you know what I mean? You're well, just- 20 years ago when you guys were building the gym, it was different. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of like, you, have, you almost don't have a choice, but take these clients on because you need the money just to, to pay the, the rent to keep going, right? Yeah. Where my coaching is the same thing. I do coaching as a hobby. My business, with, I don't I need, tell. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I had to get that in there. When you made the comment that yeah. like, oh, McDowell gave me a program while well, he wrote me one workout yeah. and he walked away from it. <laughs> <laughs> that would cut deep, eh? Oh, you know, when I, when I actually made yeah. that comment, like, I went listening. home. I actually went home and laughed in the middle. Of the <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I chuckled. But yeah, I can tell it's a hobby, Devin. <laughs> 
I might be a good endpoint for this episode. I want to get in on any specifics. I wanted to get in on. Yeah, we're not going to run that fast. All right. So yeah, we we reached pretty much the end of the the road on this one, I think. So, at Deadlift for Dreams, at Beakley Mobile. Deadliftsfordreams.ca. Deadliftsfordreams.ca. Get signed up for that one. Yep. Coming up really fast. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about is we have uh, a new competition coming up really quickly, the, the kidney one. Yeah, Kidney Foundation. That's June 3rd. Um, that was one that just popped up. Me and you both got asked to be guest jo- Jose Morno was putting it on. Yeah, she's, she's, she's organizing it and putting cool. it together. Yeah, and, so it's yeah. not sanctioned by us. Not sanctioned by it's not sanctioned by anybody. I think they're running themselves. It's, it's very it's, much a beginner competition. So yes. don't. I don't want to see any guys who are doing like the, like... Go there and support and donate and all that stuff, but it's yeah. it's for beginners and you can look at the numbers and you can. This would be similar that. deadlift for dream situation. Mm. It's for a good cause. A lot of people are having kidney problems. So, I mean, it's. Uh, I was happy to guess referee. A lot of people in our circle are having kidney problems. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so yeah, so we have that first, one coming up on what's what, 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 June third. So we got May, yeah, we got May twenty seventh at Tolstoy. <laughs> June third, we got that. June tenth is the prime. We need to get people. We have no one signed up yet. We, we, we got we got four guys who are doing it, so okay, don't worry about so, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we will but we will put that make that a more I gotta really get cracking on that. Yeah, we'll start cracking the skulls for that one. Yeah. Um are you do you use social media? Uh no, not really. Okay, then fuck you. Don't yeah. talk to don't talk to him. <laughs> um <laughs> at Strong and Petty, at Manitoba Strongman, at Devin.penner. Devin.penner at Training Grounds Gym. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Uh, at Underground Gun Store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Libertarian. Yeah, Babes and Bullets. Yeah. At your mom's real daddy. <laughs> <Michael> was right. <laughs> yeah. um, and then mine's at Iron Age Strength. Uh, at Chud Life is my personal one if you felt like it. Um, so go love yourself. Go love yourself. Okay. Be a friend, uh, tell a friend. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, guys. Yeah.